Das war's von mir. So Adam. Yep. This episode. 109. You look to the screen, it's not on the screen. There's there's ones to go after that that we've recorded. 109. Stretch it out. Ooh, that's good radio. Um, <laughs> Today, we're not about a question. We've got a bunch of questions, but one of the things that I wanted to cover off today is we had some feedback around sharing more of the insights about how business is going to expert trades and what we're trying, yes, a bit more tactical, um, and just sharing some of the, the struggles of product sales and bits like that, and then some of the hurdles you've got to overcome. So, and the product we are talking about today is... The website. Package. You're gonna do something better and post it back. You're gonna put a drum roll. I no, hope you do. I'm really not. You know. Okay. No, not. So yeah, is our website package. So um, we do three different, or there's four different parts of the business that we run. Um, so if anyone's new to the podcast, we run a community for trades professionals called Expert Trades, and sort of the four pillars to that are membership, which is free, and you join the club and. Uh, you get access to masterclasses, feedback mm-hmm. sessions, um, meetups, discounts on tools, all that good stuff. Then we've got the verified service, which is getting um, a refresh at the moment. And then they're both free. Uh, and part of that is bring them into the community, show them all the good stuff that we do. Um, we connect those members with partners and we make a revenue that way. Uh, but then we've got two paid services. So we've got our office package. Do you want to give people a quick overview of what that is? Yeah, so uh, the Office Package takes the form of our app and also accessible on desktop. Allows people to do quotes, invoicing, uh, customer database, calendars, bookings, reminders, things like that. And we always call it admin, don't we? Or office, sorry, but it's sort yeah. of, we need to change the name a little bit of it to be more tradey. Yeah. Because no one calls it their office work. No. No one uh, says, oh, I've got so much admin to do when I get back. It's paperwork. Paperwork, so it's kind of so we're looking at that. It's but, all about. And, and to be honest, one thing I'll probably do is on a next week or the week after, uh, talk about the sort of the process we've done and sales through that and distribution channels we're working with, trying to get sales of that because that's a very sort of different beast in terms of how we get it to market yeah. compared to the website package. But today is all about the website package, so that's something that's internally run by Matthew Ford. What it is basically is when I started the business, I did a lot of web work for builders, merchants, manufacturers, um, sort of large Magento builds, so e-commerce sites, helping them with that. So anything from sort of eight, 10K plus projects. Um, but what happened is because people knew we did that sort of work, um, our members were saying, can you build us a website? Can you build us a website? And we just weren't in a position to because trades aren't prepared to pay the, the four, five, six, seven Ks that you need um, if you're just doing website builds. Um, and we didn't have the time and the resources to build very mm-hmm. low-cost websites um, at scale. But we had enough, same with the office package really, wasn't it? We had enough people demanding that we, yeah. that we reacted to it. Definitely. I think probably the first lesson for me before you drill in and start asking some questions is that that's the sort of big point for me, the first lesson is don't turn money. If you're a startup, um, don't be too stubborn to say no. Uh, to what your audience is saying so um, 
our members were telling us that they wanted websites. If we if we had basically just ignored that and said, no, no, we can't do it, then we would have cut off a large revenue stream for the business. Um, be reactive to what you do. I say the balance of that is stay true to what the actual original mission was. Mm. And people are saying, well, you didn't, you guys didn't stay true to the mission was because we started off as a lead generation service. But we, we kind of said from day one is we want to help trade to win more work. And that came around um, in the form of a lead gen service to start with. Um, when people ask me what we do now, it's uh, so the introduction, as we said earlier, and we, I think it's Martin in the Facebook group who's uh, made you very aware and me very aware of how do you introduce yourself and what yeah, you do as a business definitely. owner. Uh, so thanks for that, Martin. It actually created a really good conversation uh, between me and Harry um, and how we introduce uh, what we do. So uh, when you boil it all down, it's uh, hi, my name is Adam Callow. We help trade build successful businesses. And that encompasses all four pillars of what we do. Um, so that's sort of our core mission and the websites when we when we understood that that we help trades build successful businesses is that actually helped to say the websites isn't a distraction this is actually something that's mm. core to what they need how long were you hearing the cries before you thought maybe we should jump on it that's a really good question um, so obviously you don't, so want, you complete, don't want to respond straight away no exactly so the, the process that we took we kind of ignored it I, I might, this, is an, this is a guess so I'd say for two to four months it was just people asking us and then it kind of said guys it, this thing keeps coming up like how do is it, is it just because uh, the, the squeaky wheel's going to get the grease mm. or is it actually something that people want so the process that we took then is we then went back to the members and said sort of if we launch this website package is it something that you'd want and if so what pricing does it need to look like that makes it interesting to you um so actually, it's a really good question because it just spurred on the fact that we actually pre-sold the website packages. Okay. All right. um, I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't actually. That's yeah, that's kind of why I asked. I was intrigued as to. Yeah, there's no, there's no sort of better way than putting people. People say, yeah, I'd really like a website by expert trades. We go, great, pay for it. Mm. Uh, put your money where your yeah. mouth is, sort of thing. What's your long card number? Uh, we offered a good discount up front, um, but what we did is we said, okay, guys. Uh, you 20 or 25 people want this package it's going to take us a few months to build the platform out so it's something that we built a theme basically custom theme that we keep adding widgets to um, and we said everyone's told us you want a website we're prepared to do the work and put someone on it and that's what 40 does um, but you need to pay for it up front to show that you're mm. actually going to use the service um, and it's amazing the amount of people uh, that say they want something and when you ask for a long card number they go ah, I'd rather just see what it's going to look like or I don't need it until March or... Which is uh, a perfectly understandable response. Completely understandable. But I think we weren't going to push it until we had yeah. at least 20 pre-sold because we just needed some initial traction. And they obviously didn't need it that bad. Exactly. It wasn't like a burning pain point. And when, when we're thinking about products, it's probably a lesson for us moving forward as well with the office package is it needs to be like a burning need. And yeah. we spoke about having quick wins and that's something that I want to talk about when we speak about the office package and how at the moment we're not getting quick wins because we're dealing on this mammoth thing. Yeah. Um, and that balance is something that we need to get right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, with the office, sorry, with the website package, um, we pre-sold that. So the idea was really simple: is we'd build a theme um, that we did a lot of research around in terms of not what the trade wanted, to be honest, but we wanted to learn what a homeowner who lands on a tradesperson's website wants. So <clears throat> spent a lot of time looking at what was in the marketplace. 
successful trades websites that are ranking, understanding why they're ranking, why they're doing well. Pulled those apart, then built our own custom theme um, and then got it to market. We pre-sold them um, and then it was a case of, great, we have this existing community and the people that are in that community all of a sudden know about our website package. But there's only a finite number of people in that community. Mm-hmm. So then it came to, which is sort of today, is like how do you actually get that to market so we can keep selling this because it's something that we've got someone solely responsible for. There's a salary there. Yeah. There's a lot of development time that goes into it. Um, and I just want to sort of go through all the trials and tribulations around trying to get a product like that to market, especially in the sort of audience that we go through. Yeah, so you said you, you pre-sold. How many did you pre-sell? 20. 20. And then from there, um, how fast was uptake initially from after the pre-sale to the people that said, I don't want to pay up front, yep. but I'll wait and see? Yeah, because obviously there's a, a degree of nervousness around, I don't know what it's going to look like yet. And it is a massive leap of faith. Yeah. And we just counted on those 20 people to say, no, no, you guys have done right by us for the last 12 months. We trust you. Here's my money. Go and build something. And there was... Just to probably throw in as well, there's a three-month gap between when they paid and when they got. Wow, okay. It's a long amount of time. Yeah, but that, that sort of thing's on the rise, isn't it, really, with things like Kickstarter and stuff like that? Exactly. As long as they're happy with the product, people are more than willing to put some money into it. Maybe not all, but yep. that's why you offer a discount. Offer a discount. Um, and we really needed 20, 20 customers. We tried to segment it because back then, specifically, we were very broad across the different trade groups. Um, so we wanted examples, basically, of what each different website could look like. Yes, it's yeah. the same theme, but we can customise it around branding and stuff like that. What sort of price were you asking? <laughs> so we did. Um, so our website package, list price was 160 Okay. But for early birds, we did it for 120 Wow, okay. Uh, so we pre-sold 20 of those, um, and people are saying, £120 for a website. It is a theme that we've built, and the 120 basically was break even for us. That's the amount of cost it was for me yeah. to put Matthew on it to build those 20 websites. Um, so we got that to market, uh, got those built three months later, pushed them out. Um, and then I would probably say we had about 50 to 60 people that said, I want a website. And we said, great, you want a website? Yes, John. I just need your long card number and here's the deal that we can give you. Uh, one in three of those took the offer. So we had about 40 people. And I'd say another 20 of those joined in the next four to six weeks once they saw what we do mm-hmm. well that's when everything went quiet yeah because we we spoke to the community we've established these 60 people that wanted something we've gone and built it and being a salesman I'm like yeah just build it and I'll sell it simple um, without understanding all the issues that we'd run into around the audience that we're going after trade professionals yeah. how much they're contacted regarding this mm-hmm. sort of service um, and sort of one of the things that came up is if I ask you what's the average time someone joins expert this is back then joined expert trades and then felt comfortable enough to buy something how long is that a long time have a guess um, from sign up to purchase so the average customer for a website package when we launched for a it, website back then it. yeah and this is after the initial that said they wanted one um, some outrageous like nine months it's bang on have I told you that before I was like it's literally bang on so just just to sort of yes. em- <laughs> just, just to emphasise that is 
this whole thing comes down like sort of time to value in software for the office package we've obviously we can't have nine months as a sales cycle for a eight pound yeah. a month product um but what that nine months was is someone had joined expert trades thought we have four plans free membership verified uh, which was then a profile but we'll call it verified for now website and office someone had to join the community and know us and engage with us for nine months before feeling comfortable to spend 120 to 160 pounds mm. with us like that's a massive amount of time um, so obviously it's my job to work out how we massively reduce that down to become a sales process and um, we've had the website package now for 14 15 months 16 months something like that um, yeah, that's about right um, and it's been a journey in terms of how we've got the sales that we've got and we've done over 200 websites now um, but it's been very very lumpy sales and yeah, I mean what sort of so going into that the avenues in which you're pushing this in two people yep like, so if someone, someone signs up as a expert trades member yep they're just naturally exposed to all of the products we do, right? Yep. So they're exposed to the products. And one thing that we tried early on is when you fill in your profile, you put your website in. Mm-hmm. So then uh, using Intercom, the software that we use, is um, you'd be able to see those trades that sign up for a profile and did or didn't put a website address in. Yeah. So then we naturally thought if you don't have a website address, then you're a lead for a website customer. Uh, and then we build a sales process around messaging to that person. Hey, you signed up for a profile. You don't have a website. Is it something you're interested in? Um, but we two things happened. One, some people just didn't put the website in. Fine. Yeah. Uh, two, it gave the wrong impression to what we were as a business. It felt very, very salesy, very, very quickly on. And um, if you think about the core of our business, like the website revenue is great, but it's not core. Like the thing that we actually monetize best, and we we sort of focus on, is this community engagement, because John can join the community, and John can join masterclasses, come to meetups, come to Baxi, do all this good stuff and get loads of great value from us, FOC, free of charge. And he doesn't have to pay us a penny because Baxi or a partner is yeah. paying for that engagement. And that's the service that we wanted to build. We want to build the largest community of trade professionals in the UK. And by doing that um, and, and talking about sales too early is, we have someone joining us. Morning, Mark. Mark. Ignore us. We're just recording the podcast, buddy. Um, So by bringing people in and talking about sales too early is, it was an off-put. We were were losing people on the engagement side. So we needed to work out that as in how do we do the soft sell um, and add it as as a value add. So we had a brainstorming session and it's like, how do we tell people that we do all this great work around websites? without pushing it in front of the face and saying bye 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 and that's when the website teardowns come in so yeah. yeah so what's you know this what's the what do we what is the goal of the teardowns sort of quizzing you now yeah so um it's it's more of a uh, content marketing strategy so by put, putting out the knowledge that we have on the websites for example yep um we're not pushing it. We're not telling John, hey, you want to buy a website from us. We're just saying, hey, John, we know what we're talking about with websites. If you want to come to us, you know that we're talking sense. No, exactly. Or if you want to stick with the website that you've got, then that's your prerogative. No, it's, it's exactly that. And the content marketing thing is the exact word that 
that's exactly what it is. It's we we went to people in the audience and said, hey, if you've got a website, we still want to help you. Mm. So submit your website, and we're going to give you some critique that you can go away and get more value from your website. Um, and what that naturally did is people submitted websites into us. We reviewed them. It wasn't always nice. Um, we were very very black and white about what was good and what was bad and I think that resonates well with the trades because they're very straight talking people yep. um, and then what that did is it created loads of content where people said okay if you're thinking websites think expert trades so then what happened is like we had this great area of content marketing pushed all loads of good content out and sales went up like we, we added an extra uh, 25-50% on baseline sales which was fantastic and then what's the traditional thing that we do at Expert Trades, Harry? <laughs> See, at Expert Trades, Adam, we like to find um, processes that work and produce positive results and then just move on from them and completely forget. <laughs> it's, it's exactly that. <laughs> because, uh, and it's, it's a, a failure from my side is the fact that I'm always looking for the next thing to get the better results. Whereas what we're learning now, and I think we spoke about it last night actually, yeah. is just consistency. So let's just build this like a pyramid. So let's have a baseline bottom of content marketing for website packages. So I think was it yesterday we were actually recording teardowns again. Yeah, because yeah, we got some done yesterday. Because we've we've reviewed this and tried to work out how do we get the website sales. So we did the teardowns and that worked well. And then we stopped it because we moved on to the next thing. And the next thing for me was building relationships up in other Facebook groups. So what we realised is a large percentage of our customers were all gas engineers. Mm-hmm. So then we took part in engineer groups because we got invited in and the customers that we'd won were then talking about us in these groups and, and tagging us and referring us. I've just had this new website by Expert Trades. Uh, here it is. And then that created a lot of referral work. So if you actually look at the 200 plus websites we've done to date, over 50% of them have been referrals. About 40% of them um, have come from the audience. Um, and I'd say about 10% of them have come from the content marketing. And that's great because we only did content marketing for a very short period of time. But then it got to the point where we were just sort of going around in loops of when we said we wanted to sell more websites, we'd do more Facebook engagement, yeah. we'd, we'd try and talk about you turn it. turn on the website selling switch. <laughs> and then we'd sell websites. Like I, I said to you last night, I'm going to come in tomorrow, I'm going to sell three websites today. Mm. And I will. And I'll report back on that. Because uh, we've got a teardown going live. We've, <laughs> we've, got, we've got stuff going out and it's top of mind. Yeah. Um, but the thing that we haven't nailed yet is how we consistently sell. If you think about it, there's 900,000 trade professionals in the UK. Uh, there's services out there, um, won't name names, that offer what we do at a uh, similar price um, with a product that is much, much, inf- much, much inferior. Doesn't make sense. That is completely inferior to what we do. Um, it's just a dog shit product, and they sell. Um, so it's not a case of the product, the case is getting the awareness in front of the trades and then building the trust because yeah. what we've established is every one of these guys gets phone calls and gets emails um, and, and gets bombarded with information, even our customer. So Darren from Sunrise, okay, twice a week, he says, just had another one. I'm like, oh. And that's someone that's found his website, emailed him in, says, hey, did you know your website is failing for these four reasons and I'll build you a new one for £299 plus fat? Because these guys are publicly online, all the contact information is there because homeowners need to contact them. They're getting bombarded. So this is the whole, just to throw a terminology, like Seth Godin, purple cow sort of attitude, is we need to work out now what makes us stand out from the rest of the noise around websites. 
Yeah, I mean, we've, we've tried those different approaches, not the senior website, it's not working well, but I mean, yeah. like the, the kind of the, the calling people out of the blue, just, and even softly on that approach, like, I know you don't want to speak to me right now, but can I send you some information so you can take a look? So it was yeah. like, even that was very soft, softly, softly, but most of the time they were always like, mate, you're the, the third person to call me, and it's, and it's, and like it's, today, 11, it's like, 11 o'clock. No, exactly. So you just, everyone's just trying to go down the same avenue and like you say the community and the trust building element of it with content marketing and just our community that we've got in general with referrals and everything like that that just serves to produce better long-term results it, just- it, it takes out that that <clears throat> awkward annoying part of the sales process and i know sales is sales but the first thing is attention and if you're a consultant out the blue and you're spamming them you're interrupting them and I, like, I come from a background, I used to do cold calling. Like for my old job, I used to make 150 cold calls a day and I'd be lucky if I got one yes. That's, that's not the sort of thing we want to do. Um, we've tried it, but it's not the sort of thing that we want to do largely because the thing I came back to earlier. If we call 150 trades and they've heard expert trades and we've cold called them and one of them says yes, great. But there's 140, this is what I haven't thought about before. There's 149 people that we've now pissed off yeah. and associated our brand to yeah. someone that cold calls them out of the blue and spams them and what we really care about is get them into the community FOC and then building that engagement so we, we've gone through these ebbs and flows we've um, we've run a lot of work through referrals we did content marketing it seems to be successful we're putting some energy back into that now aren't we yep. uh, and doing that um, and then we run so we run promotions so pricing wise we've moved the, the price a couple of times to test it um Record sales day was Black Friday, so we're in the UK, but we still did a Black Friday event. We jumped on the piggyback of that. But one thing I've learned from that is, if you look at the November sales now, is everything happens on one day, and the average value per customer is significantly lower. And because we tell people about a Black Friday deal that's coming up, no one buys when they probably would have at the normal list trained. price, because we've trained them, like you say, to think about, oh, there's a Black Friday deal coming, I'm just gonna wait. It's the, uh, it's the DFS syndrome where there's always a sale. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever bought a sofa at a full price from DMA, DFS, ever. <laughs> Definitely not. You have your own mug. <laughs> <laughs> the one day a year that it is full price. Yeah, so, and they've probably gotta have a day where it's full price just so they can call it a sale. Um, <laughs> it's exactly that, so we've, we've toyed with pricing, we've done discounts, and we, we know we sell when we discount, simple as that, but I'm, I'm I'm nervous around doing constant promotions now with with like heavily discounts. And just to be clear, we can discount it so we break even year one. We can do that because it's a subscription service. We break even year one, then the nice recurring revenue comes in years two, three, and four, and that's all the profit. And we're seeing that now. We've got recurring revenue from customers that's coming in, but it's the mindset of training people to think, oh, these guys have a sale every couple of months. I'll just wait. Yeah. Makes the sales period in between very difficult and it lowers the average cost per customer, yeah, so average selling price per customer. We've took a shift, a shifted approach on that. Um, whereas now, now we don't discount, we don't discount the product to get you in the door. <clears throat> we, it's more of a, a reward style discount. So it's like you'll get a lower asking price for this because there's, you're, you're gaining other value in a different area. So whether you're like a Baxi approved or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So there's more than just this isn't the first point of contact that we're, we're taking money from them, for example, that they're already part of our ecosystem and they're already getting a benefit in a different way. Yep. And the same with, for example, if they have a website, they get the office package 
at a discounted rate, things like that. It's more of a value add as opposed to a, we're just taking money out. Like a fla- exactly, more like a flash sale. Oh, that's interesting. How much money do you think it will take? It's always a good text to get from an end builder's merchant. <laughs> um, sales is that, going is that on. the bell to say wrap it up? <laughs> Um, just want to touch on the pricing side and, and how we've moved that. So we, we 160 product discounted to 120, um, and then we crept up to 180. Didn't mm-hmm. feel any difference in conversions. We crept up to 200. Didn't feel any difference in conversions, um, and then we moved it to 220 a year. So moved it to um, just on that people people who are on the older pricing structures. Do, does their cost go up with that inflation? Or? No. So what we what we've always said is. We'll, the price you come in at is the price you stay at. Um, so if you came in, and there are promotions in that, so if you come in, we might offer you a discount first year only. So when the price was 160, you might have come in at 140 for a year one promotion, but mm-hmm. then you go to 160. And well, then they're locked in. They're locked in at 160. Um, we didn't want to be the company that is Slightly like Sky, like Sky, exactly, just always two pound a month extra, five pound a month. We didn't want to do that. My, my phone bill, I think I've gained an extra tenner on that a month just over the over just over inflation just keeping track right so, it's like brilliant <laughs> so uh, we lock those people in the price and then we move the pricing along so we went we've got we had a yearly option at 220 mm-hmm. um and a quarterly option at 65 so a little bit of a discount for paying year up front um and back in the day actually we had a monthly option and the monthly option is something that 40 truly hated so if you imagine it was 220 I think at the time we had 220 for the year or twi- it was 180 for the year or 20 pounds a month. Okay. So you'd end up paying 240 across the year but 20 pounds a month. So you in theory get a website set up for 20 quid. Exactly. So from where we were, we needed you to have that for at least six months before we re- break even. So uh, potential to c- cause cash flow issues mm-hmm. as a business um, because you're, you're starting off on a negative. Um, but we wanted to have a price point where people can get in the door at an affordable rate because we know that when they come in, they stay. One thing that we didn't take consideration is the type of customer that, that comes in for the £20 a month option um, compared to the 220 or the quarterly, we had a package at that, mm. like the 60, 70 pound a quarter, whatever it was, um, is if you don't pay the quarterly and you just pay the monthly, it sort of self-selects a customer in terms of they are looking for a cheap solution and if it doesn't work instantly, they'll bail. Yeah. And that's not what happens with the website. It's uh, we always say. Firstly, it's your business card online, and then you grow it over time. Um, but what we found is the churn, and the churn is the amount of customers that subscribe to a service and then cancel. Is the failed payments that were going out were only happening on those monthly customers. Um, so Forty was going insane. He found them to be the most difficult type of customer to deal with. So we just looked at all the customers and we said, "Cool, we're just going to kill that bottom." type of customer uh, and if if you were on a, if any of the listeners and you're on the 20 pounds a month uh, and you're still with us and you're paying great we're not referring to you but across the board it was the wrong sort of customer that we wanted to attract uh, and it was a negative cash flow position for us yeah I, th- I think a lot of that is also down to the product as itself as well like you say the website is a slow burn yep. uh, to see results so if you're expecting after one month to see a big response from it it's going to be a failed purchase. Exactly, yeah. If the phone's not ringing in Mm. the first month it goes live. But the the alternative to that is our app, which we'll discuss in another episode, but we're changing our pricing structure to monthly so we can get more data from that because an app is something... The functionality in the app is more here and now 
So we need the feedback. We need to know the churn in a shorter period than quarterly or yearly. So, so we know yeah, how to improve. It's a really good point. Something we'll cover off on is uh, you need to get you need to be a customer for at least a year to get good value for the website package. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time to value, what we spoke about earlier, is much much shorter for the office package. It's, yeah. it's hours if you use it on the first day. So we, if someone cancels in year th- in month thirteen because they're on the yearly. We would rather them cancel in month two yeah. and know the reason why, but we'll, we'll go into that. Um, so we changed the pricing structure recently because I kept pushing forward here. I want a lower entry price than 220. Yeah. So we found this nice middle ground where we've got a hundred pounds setup fee, which is enough that people don't just willy nilly buy it and then cancel straight away. So a hundred pounds setup fee and then 20 pounds a month afterwards. So people are listening and saying, well, you got rid of the 20 pounds a month for a bad customer. But it's that setup fee that's the differentiator. Yeah. Is they've already sunk hundred pounds into the website, they're gonna keep it. They're a bit more committed. Um, and then from that we cover our costs, which is great. Um, and then we have a bit more of a steady recurring revenue. So rather really lumpy months that come in and bulks like yearly, yearly, yearly is dropping in. We've got a nice steady burn of recurring revenue um, and, and fast feedback. So that's sort of where we are today. My the next thing that we're working on just in terms of distribution is We've got some great partners, and Bax is one that's public. We've yep. got another one going live next month. And one thing that we just need to focus on now is adding value to those partnerships by doing loads of work with our user base. But because we had that feedback session and these guys are promoting us, if we just really work through those distribution channels, so we work through Baxi, we have a special page built for our website package for Baxi customers. So we, we did a, a bit of development, which helps with marketing for a Baxi page. Um, so if you're a Baxi customer, you get this page FOC added to your website. These guys have, I, I can't reveal the numbers, but I know their user base of how many people we can go at. Um, it would move the needle significantly if we got 10% of their customers onto our website package. So we should just not worry about cold calling and, yeah. and doing all that stuff um, and go through those distribution channels. So I'll feedback on that on a future episode, probably in a month, progress through the Baxi and mm-hmm. the other distribution channels. And the second one that we're doing is the content marketing side again. Uh, we're doing email marketing, as in running some Facebook ads to a landing page that says, here's the top five things that every trade professional needs on a website. Trade puts their email address in and then they get an email, one a day for five days. And the idea of that is uh, run some Facebook ads because we've got loads of custom audiences built up. Take those lists, run these ads against them. People that fill in that thing are our perfect customer because they're thinking about how does my website perform? Um, and then the call to action at the end of that is, we do websites, option one, or we can do a website teardown for you, option two, mm-hmm. which one do you prefer? And we're gonna just look at that funnel and see if that works from a content marketing perspective because it's a, it's a non-hard sell and it's an awareness thing. And also they come into the community, got the email address, we can invite them into the Facebook group and then filter them into that funnel as well. Perfect. How can they get in touch, Adam? Went deep this one did, didn't it? It was good. It went deep. It and good. Yeah, I'm, I love the sales process and it's like that and it's uh, it's always fun to talk about sales for me we've got a website going live Harry by the way I haven't showed you the designs for it have I a website we've got a we've got a website for the podcast oh sorry a yes. website okay. you're like a website we do love like, we've, website. Got, we've, we've got a website <laughs> we've, this episode has just been all about websites so I'm really really happy to say that um, I'm not going to reveal too much now but a, a local design company reached out um I think started off on Twitter, moved to Instagram, had a good dialogue. Um, team of nine or, or 11 uh, devs over in Derby. Um, I, I want to get them onto the show uh, as a thank you. They reached out and they want to help. Um, so they're doing some work at the moment, put some designs together. So 
the startup diary. I'm also getting some new branding done for it. It's going to have its own website. It's going to have a hub of information. Swag tab. Swag tab, get some t-shirts. Um, <laughs> see how that goes. Um, but never the, stop, never stop. You just love these quotes, don't you? <laughs> the thing is, I, I, genu- while you sleep. I genuinely think that Put you... Put your G in my V. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about getting that live. Um, because, you know, the stuff like these sales numbers that we're talking about? Mm. Like, I want to physically say, well, here's the number of people that clicked. Here's the number of people that came through the email. So I think all that data, we can talk about on the show, but if people can go to the website and see it, it's going to help them. Um, yeah. And this is all about sort of sharing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that going live. I haven't got a, a, a live date yet. I think it's about four weeks away, um, but it'll be interesting. Cool. Instagram, to answer your question. Startup podcast on Instagram. And we on are, the gram. We've upped the Instagram game. We, we just It's the only platform we're focusing on. We, we, we tell our members about it. Do one platform and do it well. Mm. Um, so we're doing Instagram. We're enjoying it. If you listen to the show, jump on there. Startup podcast. And let us know you're a listener. Don't just follow. You get loads of followers at the moment. I have no idea who you are if you're a listener. And I feel like I'm the, if someone comes and follows, I'm like, oh, and then I hit the profile. You don't like lurkers, do you? No, I don't like lurkers. I'm a lurker on Instagram. I hate lurkers. I, ch- I really have to consciously make the effort to post. I hate lurkers and I hate bots. Like, you know this. Yeah. Like, you, you even <laughs> respond to bots. I'm going back. Like, people, do you know when you put a post on Instagram and yeah. then it's like, oh, this is brilliant, inspirational. I literally go in and I sass. I'm just like, I, I saw, go do some proper work. I think it was, I think it was even on a Startup Diary uh, Instagram post and it was three consecutive people posted cool exclamation mark, cool exclamation mark, cool exclamation mark. But I, I respond to that. I'm like, I'm wasting What's my time. What's cool, man? Exactly. What's cool? Like, more info needed. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Got me feeling like LeBron James Wasn't time but that's what's awesome Remember when they didn't want me I knew I was on a something Turn to 10 with my alarm say